This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hey, it's Christy. Welcome back to Do The Work. Today and every day, we will talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, and your experiences. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Do The Work, and thank you for joining me each week. I am so grateful every time you choose to spend time listening to this podcast. I especially appreciate when I run into you somewhere and you say, hey, I listened to your podcast, or thank you for sharing this. I'm going to admit, it just feels it feels like a little gift that you give. So thank you for letting me know. Thank you for leaving ratings and reviews as you listen. It really matters to me, and it really matters to the growth of the podcast. So a couple of weeks ago, I had the best opportunity to go on a girl's trip to Mexico with some of my dear friends. There were eight of us, which could have been a total disaster, but it turned out to just be a total blast with these women. And I can't remember if we'd been there for a day or two, but we were sitting in the hot tub because actually we're getting older. And so we spent more time in the hot tub as we get, we've got, gotten older. It feels good to be in that hot tub. And um, as we sat there, a couple walked in to the hot tub. i pretty sure we were there first. They walked in. And I have a hard rule that if I'm sitting in basically a bathtub with other people, I want to know their names and I want to know where they're from. And so we started to have this conversation. We asked this couple, what are your names? And immediately they um, introduced themselves and, and we got to know them and, and we continued to chat. And by the end of our conversation, we had invited them to come and play pickleball with us the next morning. And as my friends and I, not all eight of us were in the hot tub that night, but as uh, my friends and I were walking back to our room, we just commented like, what a great couple. And it felt so fun to meet them and to go back and tell our other friends. Well, they met us for pickleball the next morning and for several mornings after that. And really, it turned out that instead of playing pickleball, Mike and was more coaching pickleball and Tracy was just beating everyone. So we were, but we were so, we, we truly, as we left on that trip, every, all eight of us felt like we'd had a good friend. We'd made good friends. So I've invited Mike and Tracy Fox to, to join me on the podcast today because I want to talk about friendship. I want to talk about the practices and the patterns and the thought processes of making a friend and keeping friends and being able to communicate with people in a, in a way that invites someone closer into their lives. Um, I think it was a county in California, and I'll find it. In San Mateo County, California, the county surgeon general just declared just this week that loneliness, he, he, he declared a loneliness epidemic, that it's a public health emergency. And then the Surgeon General, the country Surgeon General said that loneliness is a problem that's been building for decades in our country. COVID certainly worsened it and poured full and poured fuel on the fire, but the fire was burning before then. So Mike and Tracy, welcome to do the work. 
I had to send them episodes because they hadn't found it yet in Colorado of the podcast. <laughs> Welcome, you two. I'm so glad to have you both. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you again. It's so good to see you too. And it is different to see you in real clothes and not pickleball clothes. I know. <laughs> and not a ponytail and a hat. That's exactly right. <laughs> I know it. How are you both feeling? Are you pod- podcast um, regulars? I listen regularly, um, but are but you not on attendees and being yeah. on podcasts? <laughs> Good, How, definitely you, a first. You feeling? Okay? Yeah, I thought that was the question: is do we do a lot of podcasts? And I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> this is my first. I'm so glad. I'm so happy to have you here. Good. There is no right or wrong way to do it. I'm just really happy to have the conversation with you. So I'm going to introduce both of you. Well, first of all, they, Mike introduced them. So I said, so we said, what are your names and he said, I'm, he goes, well, let me help you remember it this way. Michael J. Fox. I'm Mike Fox. And then he said, who's he married to? And we're like, Tracy, Paul, he goes, that's it. So I'm Mike Fox and I'm married to Tracy and I'm never going to forget that ever. <laughs> so tip number one on friendship, help people connect your name. So yeah. I'm going to introduce the both of you and then we'll get into our conversation. Mike and Tracy both grew up in Southern California. They currently live in Colorado and have been there for the past 13 years. They have soccer and a friend to thank for the setup of their blind date that has turned into 24 years of marriage and a large family together. With their blended family, they have five boys and one girl raging in ages from 38 to 23, which I could not believe the 38, just so you know, because I know you told me your age, but I was still trying to figure that out. They And they also have seven and a half grandchildren. Mike came from a large family. How many kids, Mike? I thought I remembered eight 10. Kids. Eight I'm one of eight. Okay. Came from a large family and played lots of sports with his brothers. He ended up playing soccer in college and then professionally and in the 1984 Olympics. Are you kidding? That's so cool. Do you have a medal on? Do you wear your, did you win a medal? (laughs) We never won a medal, unfortunately. (laughs) We, we, uh, it was a great, great, uh, experience, but we, we didn't get past the first round, unfortunately. And you were representing the United States? Uh, correct. Correct. So cool. That is so cool. I know you have medals from other tournaments because I, because now you've moved on to pickleball, but I'm going to go back to your biography. Um, after he finished playing sports at the highest levels, he worked in the sporting goods industry at Puma, Adidas, Under Armour, and Nike. Mike currently sells rooftop solar in Colorado when he isn't enjoying the new hobbies of golf and pickleball. Tracy grew up in a small family, playing lots of soccer in similar circles as Mike. She was blessed to be able to stay home with her children for most of her adult life. After all their children were in school full-time, Tracy went back to school and became a registered nurse. She moved quickly into leadership positions and specializes in eating disorders at a hospital that is in multiple states across the United States. She's currently the manager for the Travel and Float Nursing Team. They're committed to making retirement amazing with travel, grandkids, and staying active. Thank you again for joining me. I mean, they. this is like you guys are just trusting a new friend <laughs> to come and yeah. bear your hearts <laughs> and your souls. So thank you again. Anything, what would you add that I missed in your bio? What What do they need to know about you? Oh boy, I think you covered it all. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good. The, the main stuff for sure. Good. Okay, okay. So 
meaningful relationships, the longest study on like the well-being of humans and what makes for a good life is about meaningful relationships. That's the longest study that's ever been done. And the number one indicator of a well-lived life and of satisfaction in our lives is meaningful relationships, basically, if we have relationships that matter. And I'm on a mission to say this in every one of my podcasts, that that makes sense to me because our brains are wired for connection. It's why when you step into a hot tub, whether someone says something or not, there's something that says, hi, like, I want to connect with you. I know not everybody does that, but it's in this. We're wired for that. C.S. Lewis said, friendship is born at the moment when one man says to another, what, you too? I thought that no one but myself fill in the blank. And we did that several times in the hot tub that night, right? Like, what? Mm -hmm. You play pickleball? What? You have a family? I remember I learning that this was a um, second marriage for both of you. And I'm like, what? It, it worked? Like you found someone? <laughs> there were lots of what's, which again, just builds that friendship. So here's my question for you two. You have the skills. I could have gone and got experts. I could have gotten someone who'd written a book on friendship, but I, I feel like I'm talking to experts. You made eight women feel like they had a new friend. All eight of us felt that when we left that trip. So what does friend, what is friendship? What's your definition of friendship? You know, I think friendship is just connecting with people, being vulnerable. Um, I don't think you can go out and just tell everything, but as you give little nuggets, you learn that you have things in common with other people and you kind of grow from there um, and just build trust and laugh and um, just get connected, really. Oh, I so agree. I love what you said. You give, you just share little nuggets, little parts of yourself that, mm -hmm. that goes back to that, to what C.S. Lewis said, that what? You too? Yeah. Which connects. That's great. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um, for me, the vulnerable part is very important. It's it's to where, you know, one of the questions that we were, or one of the topics was kind of, hey, when do you become friends? When do you trust? And to me, it's from the first moment. Uh, I I trust everybody. And and then obviously, if, if people break that trust, it makes that relationship very difficult. But I think starting at that point is is the place to start. And then you can build on it. And, and so once it's broken, it does make that relationship a challenge. And, and I have a tendency to, to, to run from that relationship. And cause I, it's just not something that I feel comfortable with anymore. Yeah. Well, any relationship, if it's not built on trust, it's really just a strategy, right? If there's not trust inside of a relationship, then we just have a strategy of how to show up and how to, communicate and you know it's it's a very different experience when there's not trust yeah and i think i think respect is another key element to to that friendship right i mean whether it's someone you're meeting for the first time or that you've known for a long time just the, the respect and it's not what they do what they look like it's it's just respect for another person and it allows that relationship to grow because of that respect. And, you know, I, you look at the relationship that we have and it's, 
it's built around a lot of the same elements of friendship, right? And and that's, I think, very important in a marriage or a relationship. I so agree. When you were talking about respect, I just had to ask, was your respect when you met Tracy that she could beat you at soccer? <laughs> 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 no. She, no. she was pretty darn good but <laughs> I, there was definitely respect for that as well okay good i love that did you so you, you, i just love love stories so you just you met someone set you up but then you played soccer together or no or mike was always mm-hmm. yeah you did play together mm-hmm. that's so funny yeah we we were set up on a blind date we went out to a restaurant we were supposed to go to a movie and we just talked the whole night, really. We just Aww. really set that foundation right away. He lived in a different city from me. And so, you know, he had kids, I had kids. We spent a lot of time on the phone talking and just learning about each other and families and things like that. So it was a pretty solid foundation. But we um, we played in a Friday night league together. And there was no opening on my team when he first came. So he had to go on the red team and I was on the white team. <laughs> Um, so we played against each other and he did toy with me and stuff. Oh, I did not. <laughs> I did. I did kick him a few times. <laughs> right in the shins. Okay, good. <laughs> That's fun. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your definitions. As I meet with different individuals and so many individuals who are just so hopeful to have friendships or to connect with people, but they're just not sure why. What you spoke about respect being willing to be vulnerable. They're just so critical. And they're things that feel scary for people if if they haven't had trust in relationships before or if that trust has been broken. Okay, so here's a question. We talk about introverts, extroverts, all all of the verts. What would you two call yourselves? Are you introvert, extrovert? Does it matter when you're trying to make a connection? Have you been in our house before? (laughs) Because this is like a hot topic that we fight over all the time. I have GoPros on your forehead. I've been watching you since you left Cabo. (laughs) I'm definitely more of the introvert. Yeah. Um, I I take a little time to warm up and then um, I become more outgoing. I'll let him answer what he thinks he is. (laughs) I try to pretend I'm an introvert, but (laughs) Tracy and many of my friends... (laughs) They kind of laugh at me when I say it, but, but actually I took a test a long time ago. It was one of those personality tests and I was, there's like the four quadrants and I fit, I fit evenly in every quadrant. So, so I had a part of me that was introvert that I enjoy that time. And then, but the extrovert part is not an issue either. So, so we, we joke about it. No one believes that I'm introvert in any way, but you know, I, I kind of feel I am. Why do you feel you are? How does that show up in, in you? Because uh, I, I just, I like, I have no problem with my alone time and just, or that, I mean, and there's certain settings that I certainly become introverted, big groups. Uh, it's not something I prefer, like big sales meetings back in the day with 500 sales reps and, and all that. I, I I never felt really fully comfortable on that until we broke away with our our group of reps that we worked with on a regular basis. And then you shine. Is that what happens? Like you kind of come <laughs> out in those small All about things. shine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just, it was more of a comfort zone for me. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So what's the argument in your house? You're just trying to convince you you're not an introvert. 
Yeah. And he says he's an introvert. And I tell him, no, there's no way. And we'll bring it up to our friends and everybody just laughs. No, he's not. I'm, I'm Apparently, I'm the only one that believes that. It's kind of what it comes down to. An audience of one that is agreeing with you. You know what? I'll agree with you because I am similar. I love to be around people. I really, I, I'm not afraid of most social settings but I'm really okay and like to have space where I'm just by myself as well, where I can, yeah, it doesn't feel hard for me to be, I mean, let me say this in a really clear way. I like alone time sometimes. I don't like alone forever, but I like alone sometimes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I might I don't know if I'd fit in all the quadrants, but now I want to know if I would. But I know that I I have both of those feelings too. So I get that. So does it matter when you're trying to make friends? And if you do consider yourself an introvert or an ex- extrovert, what tools might be helpful? Like, Tracy, you said you feel like you're an introvert. How does that feel to sit in a hot tub with a bunch of women who are asking questions or also, you know, on the court when we're like yeah actually I love people and I love to get to know people spend time with people but then I come to a point where I get maybe tired and I need to pull away and I feel like the definition of an extrovert is you get recharged where I don't I get recharged mm-hmm. for a little bit but then I know when it's like okay yeah it's time for me to go home and read a book or watch tv or do something different yeah Right. So those with those looks are about <laughs> when it's time to go. Exactly. And I'm sitting there, keep talking to people. And then yeah. she's like, okay, let's go, let's go. <laughs> That's cute. We, uh, honestly, on the pickleball court, I noticed, and sometimes like, I know I had to leave for a meeting once and there was another time I knew that you had, you guys had stayed to visit. And I'm like, dang it, I missed out on the conversation. But I just noticed that about you, that you weren't in and out quickly, but that you were willing to have the conversations with, I mean, truly every one of my friends, I wish they were all sitting here right now. They're going to be so excited to hear some of them, a few of them know, but anyway, okay. That's, I think that's important. I really like what you said, Tracy, that I, I like to be with people and I also know where my boundary is. I know when I need to leave and reconnect with myself so that I can engage again. It's good. Thank you. So, Mike, you are in a in a profession that absolutely requires skills to commune to to engage with people to create a space of safety quickly for someone. You you are can I say the top salesman in the land in, in solar where you're at? You know, yes, I'm not. Or no? I'm, yeah, I'm not the top, but I do pretty well. Um, and yeah, I. I I think that that it's very important to be able to connect with people quickly, right? And you know, and I've watched a few videos, YouTube videos and what what have you on and sales training on how to connect with people and and fortunately some of the tips that are given are things that just come naturally to me and and so um you know to me, it's one of the main things is to really be yourself. Uh, you know, a little story around that. You know, when you when I first started in the solar industry, it was you know you're in people's living rooms, kitchens, 
and you're you're trying to connect and you're 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 basically trying to or or working on or showing them what the benefits of solar are and and so but one of the the things that this industry has a tendency to do is to be very pushy and and so it's like hey you get you get one chance at this once you walk out the door you're not going to have that opportunity and it's it's gone and so I, I remember in the beginning of this, it's been six years now, but in the beginning, I, I kind of pushed somebody to what we call book, which kind of sign up and to start the process. And when I drove home that night, I felt sick to my stomach because it was just so outside of my nature. And so, and, and sure enough, that customer canceled because you can cancel after, you know, within a certain amount of days. And, and so I just, from that day on, I was like, no, I'm going to be myself and, and just show them the benefits and, and, and build the trust relationship with that customer that's been my style ever since and and people i the phone rings three four five days later hey mike we did our research and we really feel comfortable working with you so what's the next step so they're calling me back saying hey let's do this as opposed to that push style that you get in this industry and many others as well that is so relatable to real relationships and i think you know in in that industry it's I, I get it. You you want to push. You want to make sure you get the sale. Make sure you get here and do this. But humans can feel. They hear. They sense. They can know when someone is authentic in their life. Yeah. And so whether it's in sales or especially in relationships, if we're not authentic, then it's going to be tough to make deep, meaningful relationships. Um, it's sweet as I work, especially with, uh, well, it's really all ages, but I, I hear it especially with young adults. And they'll say, you know, I'm having a hard time getting a date or like getting a second date, or I just am uncomfortable. I just don't like to hang out with people. And I'll say, are you authentic when you're there? I think so. What do you mean by authentic? Are you genuine? Do you share parts of you? Do you do you let people like? Do you listen? Do you um, ask a second and third question, which is evidence that you're listening? Do are you? Can you relate your life experience? And so many people don't have those skills. They're they're so afraid of what the other person is going to think of them on the other side that they have a constant guard up instead of a, hey, come on in. Come on in. And that's what you just described. You, you're, you're saying, take it or leave it. I actually care about you more than I care about the cell. Is that true? Did I yeah. translate that correctly? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If it makes sense for you, it makes sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's okay. And yeah. Yeah. And in friendship, that applies. If this makes sense for you, awesome. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be okay which will let us let down some of that guard that we feel when we're trying to connect with other people and want a deeper connection with someone. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else, Tracy? How about you? How do you see this in your profession? Um, you know, I think working as a nurse and our patients are with us for a long time. Um, it is important for us to learn about them and establish trust pretty quick. You know, we're, learning about them, their bodies, their mental status. Um, and we're really seeing them on some of the worst days of their lives. And it's our job, you know, to 
provide support and um, also help them feel comfortable and just accept what's going on and have success in that area. So we do spend a lot of time, you know, just talking to them, a lot of therapeutic communication, listening, helping them reflect and just feeling heard, really. And that's that's a huge part of being a nurse. Okay. You just reminded me, I saw something on social media the other day, and I think it was Simon Sinek. I, I don't really know who he is, so I hope he's he seemed like a good guy. He was talking to someone else, and he said, with my friends, we have this thing called the eight, eight minute, like we have a code. Well, he said, first of all, he goes, eight minutes is really all anyone needs when they're in trauma or they're in pain to feel heard and valued. Eight minutes. He said, so my friends and I have a have a code. We'll just text each other. Do you have eight minutes? Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk for eight minutes. And for someone to feel seen and heard and valued takes about eight minutes. So when you were describing that as a nurse, I'm guessing that's very applicable inside of your mm-hmm. experiences with them. You're spending yeah. you're spending eight minutes with them at least. At least eight minutes, yes. Trying to just help them settle and feel better. Yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah, I bet. Do you guys have eight minute friends? Do you have friends that you feel comfortable texting and saying, Do you have a minute? Can you talk? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. you, yeah. I think we're our first go tos, honestly. You know, we'll definitely um, reach out to each other and our biggest supports. But I think we both have some really long life friends um, that we still keep in good contact with, as well as um, friends you know, here that we're doing life with still. Wouldn't that be, I'm thinking about all of your children and your grandchildren and my children and just my siblings. So we we all have these wide circles in our life. What if we became someone that they knew that we were there, we were an eight minute person Mm -hmm. in their life. Like we'll make eight minutes. We'll, we'll make time and you can feel comfortable asking me. That's that. I just loved that when I saw that. Okay. What do you value most in a friendship? I think just feeling like somebody's enjoying the time that we're spending together and then learning about each other and just supporting each other. I think this world is a little wonky. And I I think it's knowing that I do have people out there that will do all spectrums with me. We can laugh, we can cry. We can talk about whatever's going on in our own day, our families, everything. I think all of that is just really important and unique. So that they they see and accept you as you. There's not a need for you to be different than who you are. Mm-mm. And you give the same to that other person. That's good. It's really good. You want to add anything to that, Mike? Um, yeah, I think just someone that's reliable, right? That's that that you can count on and just knowing that that's that person, it's, it helps that relationship. And so, yeah. And just, you know, having things in common, shared values. I think that's very important too. I mean, people, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's someone you're meeting for the first time, that having shared values is, is important that you, that you, you know, 
things that are important to you are important to them. And it, it makes that relationship that much easier to maintain and, and enjoy. So true. So good. I think one of the first things that, um, well, no, I don't think, maybe it wasn't the first things, but you asked us, because we're from Utah, and <laughs> I would often say, I would often say, we're not sister wives either. We're like, we're here, we're from Utah, and we're not sister wives. <laughs> but I think you did. You immediately, again, going back to those connections, you you said, oh, and you connected so many things. Like, you found out we were from Utah, and then you connected so many things. You asked about our religion. You asked about, you know, different places and people. And there was just this open space. We, we didn't we have different religions. We have different experiences, but there was this connection as you guys invited us and, and hopefully we invited you in to that space that you just said, like a respect, a, a reliability that, yeah, we just showed up as authentic humans in this conversation, which, which builds friendship to have deep connection with another person inside of connection. The anatomy of connection is you have to be honest, humble, responsible, vulnerable, and charitable. That's what's inside of connection. And that's what I just heard you describe in what you appreciate inside of a friendship. So, mm. great. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, so I think just, and it's one of the things that I think we all need to do more of, and it's, it's smile, right? <laughs> smile. I mean, just have... Uh, because that to me is you get that vibe from somebody it's uh, that and that's what i think tracy and i we really appreciate just good people right people that that have the the common values that 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 and then smile and make you feel comfortable within just you know one quick smile we were it's funny enough because we were playing pickleball as a couple and you know it wasn't one of our best nights it was just like things just the games didn't go the right way and I was getting frustrated she was getting frustrated and I finally looked over at Trace I said can you smile please <laughs> and so she gave me a nice smile and, and it just kind of really did funny enough it turned the night around for us it just it just knowing that you that feeling that that the vibe that comes out of that and so I think that that's so important in a relationship that someone feels good about and in pickleball, you play with random partners and it's very similar, right? If you have a partner that's kind of like, oh, the, they made another mistake. And then, you know, then you just sink further into to whatever, knowing that you're the one that's making the mistake. And and so, because another thing about the story on that is I had a partner that the guy never smiles and just, just really difficult to play with. And so I ended up playing with him again and I kind of did my best to force him to smile <laughs> and just kept, I didn't give up on him. I worked on him and said, okay, you know, and then, you know, and had great shot, great shot and just kept pushing and feeding him that. And, and, and it's funny cause we've played again since then. And it's just, it's a different relationship now that where I never really wanted to play with him again because I just never felt comfortable on the court with him. But, but now it's, we've, just that little smile that I got out of him and the, the, Hey, good shot, Mike. And, that he's feeding that back. It just made such a difference in that, that partnership within just a pickleball game. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So Tr Tracy, be honest, were you mad? Cause Mike kept hitting him out. Like, was he, was he in the kitchen? What made you mad? <laughs> no, 
That night it was everything. <laughs> it wasn't the best, but it's all good. We had fun. We still had fun. We ended it, yeah. Because I saw that smile. <laughs> <laughs> because a smile, Mike, I'm curious. The smile meant you're okay, we're okay, like we're going to make it through this this game. Is that what the smile meant for you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and that, hey, we're enjoying it. I mean, let's not. Yeah. We don't that's wanna, why we're there. Yeah. We're not going to the Olympics. <laughs> I always have <laughs> to remind to have myself. Fun and, yeah, it's all for fun. Yeah, that's that's so good. A smile is inviting. A smile tells someone that you see them, that you recognize them. And a lack of yes. it. A lack of it also can mean absolutely nothing but it's really hard for the person on the other side of us to interpret what a lack yeah. of that means. So that's a really good point. My, my father passed away a few months ago and he, whenever anyone would ask him for marital advice, <laughs> I always wanted more. Like I want to be like, dad, no, there's more to it, you know, but his, I think his number one advice was find someone who's happy. Find someone who smiles, who's who's a happy person. That was a really big deal to him, too. And it is, I recognize it in all of my relationships that I'm most close with. They can cry with me and they will smile and laugh with me. That That is, that's important. Really important. I have to say, too, you're, you and your group of friends are pretty special and mm -hmm. unique. Um, I was impressed by you guys and because you know we got into the hot tub and that can go good or bad yeah. and you guys smiled you guys engaged and we had big conversations we had a few sidebars you know started learning at that point too but I could tell that you guys have an amazing bond and you know whether it is you know laughing crying you've done life with each other I, I learned a lot about each of them individually and the things everybody's been through. But, you know, you had a blast. You were the busiest women I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> We're never life. rested by the end of a vacation. Never <laughs> rested. It yeah. was amazing. And how lucky you guys are to not just have one, two, three. You have eight of you that truly cared for each other, had unique relationships. And it, it was a long time, a long friendship. So I applaud you guys. It's, it was amazing. You touched us oh. as well. Like, wow, they're incredible. They are incredible there. And, and I, yeah, if, if we could tell the stories of the eight of our lives, I think that's where the yeah. depth comes from. Cause we have been together for so long and been through yeah. so many experiences. Yeah. And every one of them have chosen to live, to find joy, to not, Mm -hmm. not dwell in, you know, whatever. So it creates this really beautiful yeah. space. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I agree with you. They're wonderful women. Okay. Okay. I want to share this thought from C.S. Lewis from the book, The Four Loves. I shared this with a few friends the other night. And one of my friends suggested that we should call C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis, C.S.E.E. Us, Lewis, uh, yeah. because he is so brilliant at how he writes and communicates. I just love him so much. Um, he said this about friendship. Those who cannot conceive friendship as a substantive love, but only as a disguise or elaboration of eros, betray the fact that they have never had a friend. 
The rest of us know that though we can have erotic love and friendship for the same person, yet in some ways nothing is less like a friendship than a love affair. Lovers are always talking to one another about their love. Friends hardly ever about their friendship. Lovers are normally face-to-face, absorbed in each other. Friends side-by-side, absorbed in some common interest. Above all, eros, while it lasts, is necessarily between two only. But two, far from being the necessary number for friendship, is not even the best. And the reason for this is important. In each of my friends, oh, this just speaks to everything that we've talked about already. In each of my friends, there is something that only some other friend can fully bring out. By myself, I am not large enough to call the whole man into activity. I want other lights than my own to show all his facets. Hence, true friendships is the least jealous of loves. Two friends delight to be joined by a third, and three by a fourth. If only the newcomer is qualified to become a real friend, they can then say, as the blessed souls say in Dante, here comes one who will augment our loves. For in this love, to divide is not to take away. See us, Lewis. <laughs> Just love yeah. his insight there. That real friendship, when someone's really interested in a friendship, they're not threatened by more. They're, they're, they increase in value by more. And I don't think that says anything to like a best. I love the idea of a best friend too. But if we are only able to have one friend, then we get to look inside and say, what's going on inside of me? So, okay. Ending thoughts. What could someone take away from the podcast today that's listening? I would say for me, be there for people and not just always the one that's the easiest one to be friends with. Um, Sometimes life can be complicated. And um, we go through peaks and valleys. And if people are kind of pushing away, but you have that relationship with them that maybe has gone a little bit distant or different, it's a good time to just give little nudges every once in a while. Don't overstep your boundaries. Don't try to have conversations that maybe aren't doable at that time. But let some people know, because I think there's a lot of people out there there that are pretty lonely, maybe are going through some things. And it's just important, I think, at this time in the world to, you know, be that good friend, but not always to the one that's easiest to be that good friend with. Think of the ones that maybe might be struggling and you just don't know it, but you have a a little bit of insight to that. Love that. Do you have eight minutes for that? (laughs) I do. Right? Yeah. I always have eight minutes. Yeah, it's so good. Thank you. That's really good. Thank you. Mike. Yeah. And I think that's Tracy's, one of her biggest strengths is just that ability to identify that who, you know, who is struggling and not give up on them and just really be there for them. That's, um, that's why she's so good at her job because that's what she deals with every day. So it's important, but yeah, um, for me, you, you touched on it for sure. And it's something that when you look at training videos, it's one of the, the, the key element to trust is to find something in common, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't really do that to build the trust. I just like to find 
something in common with people. And yeah. so when I'm at the door and I, they give me their phone number, oh, that's from Southern California. You were, or, or I see something, you know, soccer shoes at the thing or yeah. golf clubs or what I find something in common that, that, that we can relate to. And then, and then, and then that's kind of what you had alluded to when we were in the hot tub is, you know, Utah. Cause one of the funny thing is my corporate office is in Orem, Utah, yeah, which is and, crazy, which is right where all of you are. And yeah. so that was one of the things that, that another conversation, right. And, and it, it just builds on itself that, that finding things in common that, that you can talk about and relate to and share and all of that. So, so yeah, that's, I think another big, big important element and it's in, in the videos, Hey, to build trust, find something in common, but I'm just curious. Yeah. It's not like I'm, I'm doing that just to, to get a sale or to be, um, to get invited to the pickleball courts. It, it's, just, it's just, you guys wanted a spot. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. We, we heard someone reserved the courts and we couldn't get on. We had to find out who it was. Who the they said crazy about ones. all these women. They said, oh, they're in the hot tub. No. They're in the hot tub. No. They're like the people who reserved where no one else reserves. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that is so, it's so important to connect, to find something that you have in common. And what I know about every human on the planet is I have more in common with you than I don't. I, yeah. I know that. So if I'm looking for what I have in common with you, we're going to connect. If either one of us are available for connection, some people are, have had enough pain in their life that their hearts are, they're, they're covered. You're not getting in. But if someone's willing to connect, I promise you have something in common with them. That's a really good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Smile more. I'm going to say it again. Because, <laughs> you, you know, sometimes it's, there's all kinds of things in life that whether it's a, a diet or an exercise, you got you got to force yourself, right? until it becomes a habit or becomes natural or becomes easier to do. So if you, if you have a hard time smiling, start smiling, <laughs> just do it. And, and then it, it, it just, it can grow on itself, I think, over time. Oh, I could not agree more to both of your thoughts. Thank you, Tracy and Mike, for, I want to cry. <laughs> I just feel so <laughs> thankful because this conversation is so needed in so many people's life. And I, I would just say, reach out to three or four people. Tell them about the eight-minute trick and ask them if they'll be your eight-minute friend. So invite the one who's not maybe the easiest to be a friend to. Smile, be authentic, be vulnerable, be willing to say, hey, I would you be in this circle for me? I believe that our lives will be exponentially better as we become better friends and as we choose to love and let others be a friend to us. Thank you, Mike and Tracy Fox from Colorado and from the hot tub. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We'll see you in Utah. I got to get by the corporate office in Orem. So. Okay. We're all waiting for your visit. Tracy, come with him. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> okay, be good. There. Okay. You'll have many choices in your day and in your week. I hope you'll choose to do the work. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience, or ask me a question, go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire, and we'll be in touch with you soon. 
There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.